0: Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app. We are WRKN 106.1 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at nashfm1061.com, presented by crescentcitysports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca Bicati's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville and Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, University of New Orleans play-by-play voice, Jude Young of CrescentCitysports.com and Cumulus Radio, New Orleans.
1: Happy Valentine's Day. Happy week away from Mardi Gras Day you ain't smiling, you ain't trying on a day like this, right? Good times. And getting to do this two nights in a row works out well because that gives us an opportunity to look at one of our great broadcast partners, the University of New Orleans Athletic Department, and in particular, the baseball program because amongst those great events, with it being a holiday today, it's Mardi Gras season, college baseball season also starting this Friday around the country in the top level, right? NCAA Division One. And of course that means UNO baseball returns to the airwaves here on one oh six point one and the man who will bring you all that action again this season. A friend, a partner here on the original during high school football season, and an awfully busy guy out on the lakefront, especially these days Joined now by Emmanuel Pepas. And uh, Manny, great to have you to preview a little privateer, Southland, and uh, in general, college baseball.
2: It's going to be... 40-something degrees in uh, Kennesaw, where we're going to be this weekend, so couldn't be any better baseball weather, right? But we're so glad to have it, Jude, and uh, so glad to be here to preview what's going to be a fun season. They always are, uh, but a little bit more of a, an unpredictable season, maybe at least at the beginning, uh, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that here in a little bit, but uh, great to be here, and of course, uh, great to always listen to you as part of the men's basketball and women's basketball broadcasts uh, on uh, Nash Icon 106.1. On FM, and, of course, on the Privateer Sports Network as well.
1: Professional segue there, Manny, because, of course, we'll have UNO ball games on for three straight days this week, starting Thursday night, 7.45, pregame, 7 o'clock, or 8 o'clock, I should say, tip-off again Thursday night, the UNO basketball squad at A&M Commerce. First time the Privateers playing there, a brand-new Division One and Southland conference school and then you will have all the action on Friday the season opener at least with that cold weather expected you've got day games starting at three o'clock with the 245 pregame on Friday we'll let Eric Asher start his Mardi Gras weekend a little early and you will have the privateers taking on a team on the road that's pretty uncommon for UNO to start a season on the road isn't it?
2: It certainly is. But, of course, it lines up with Mardi Gras weekend. And, uh, of course, the guys will be out of town uh, as it winds up being for that. But certainly unusual. But it's going to be an interesting test as well. uh, When you talk about a Kennesaw State team in an Atlantic Sun that, at least at the top, uh, when you look at some of those programs, Kennesaw obviously included in that, uh, they were picked second in the preseason uh, in the A Sun. It's going to be a very, very interesting test uh, right out of the gate for this team
1: wanted you to talk a little bit about the schedule in general and why it's going to look a little different. Fewer home games this year. We talk about the Southland having a new program in a lot of sports when we mention A&M Commerce, but they don't have a baseball program. So... Uh, You did have Lamar and UIW return to the league, and all of that went down this past summer, and that messed up everybody else's baseball schedule, including the conference slate. Give a little insight into how that affected UNO. Yeah, it
2: did so obviously you know you you, you alternate uh, where you're going to play each year for the schools that you are playing so uh, as it worked out you know it's it's fewer home games as it turns out here for uh, for the privateers and obviously it's a you know just a, a perfect chain of events or an imperfect chain of events, if you will, on on how everything kind of fell into place and uh, just the timing of everything. So uh, certainly a, a league that was kind of in a little bit of a transitional state, of course, after... The five teams had left a few years ago uh, to go their separate ways, and uh, of course, with Lamar coming back after a fantastic season uh, in the WAC, you mentioned Commerce not having baseball, so that puts an odd number of teams in, and it does kind of, you know, throw a little bit of a loop for the schedule, and uh, it winds up affecting it uh, for this year.
1: Uh, but the schedule's still an attractive one, in particular, uh, strong league. We want to talk about that first. McNeese picked to win the conference regular season again, although Southeastern a close second in the preseason poll. Uh, more first-place votes, 10-7 to 7 for the Lions over the Cowboys. They're the two clear-cut top teams, and you just spoke of Lamar. They had a huge season last year in the WAC. I believe they were pushing close to... 40 wins. I think they ended up with uh, 37 under Will Davis, a former LSU assistant. They were picked third in the privateers. Uh, No shame in that behind those three programs the way they have been recently coming in fourth.
2: And Lamar, one game away from winning their division of the conference as well, they fell just short against a normally, obviously, very good. We know them from their days in the Southland, Sam Houston State team. Lamar just finished a game behind them in their division uh, of the WAC last year. So, uh, when you talk about McNeese and obviously what they've built and sustained over there, Southeastern, it's it's a it's just a program that has a. a, a very distinct style that they're very unapologetic about, and they uh, they recruit guys that uh, really fit in and they buy into that system, and uh, it, it's just very disconcerting to play against. And uh, that, but the common denominator with those two uh, with those two teams, yes, they certainly know how to recruit year in and year out but you could argue that they're going to have to replace maybe their most important players. Talking about McNeese and having to replace Cameron Foster and the value that he brought as far as kind of that fireman, that throwback role in the pitching staff where you could just turn the ball over to him in the fifth inning uh, whenever you needed to bring him in and he can close the game out. They're going to have to replace him. And with Southeastern, yes, they bring back some pieces in that lineup, but the guy that really kind of banded all that together, Preston Faulkner, that's a guy that Southeastern is going to have to replace as well. So, uh, certainly, both co- uh, teams and coaches that are very well respected and know how to recruit year in and year out, but they're going to have to replace some key guys as well, as will the privateers going into this
1: season. And the Lions, if they in particular have a little bit more luck on the pitching side, particularly on the weekend, they've got some top arms that, if healthy this season when they weren't last year led by Will Kensler, uh, they could be awfully dangerous because, as you mentioned, a tough type Of team to play under Matt Reiser a lot of small ball they put pressure on you defensively they know how to put the ball in play get on base Uh, to create havoc there. And overall, though, top players missing on teams up and down in the league. That's always going to happen. But returning a lot of talent, most of these programs in the conference, so that's got hopes high that this league can bump up to a level we've seen them maybe four or five years ago where potentially you could have multiple NCAA tournament teams, which would be huge for the South one.
2: It's all going to come down to what these teams can do certainly out of conference, because while there are going to be uh, limited opportunities to kind of bump up your RPI, it really comes down to, you know, Southeastern last year, we, we talked about some of the big wins that they had early in the season. Can, can teams... Can a team like a Southeastern or McNeese or a, a New Orleans or anybody else that we're talking about? Can they grab enough of those attention-grabbing, you know, headline wins? And can they have a good enough record out of conference? And you know, what you look at, you start to look at schedules and what they look like. And then obviously it comes down to you've got to be able uh, to win consistently enough within your league as well uh, to be able to have a chance where if you don't get it done in the conference tournament, you still have a very good resume uh, to fall back. On. So it's going to be interesting to see this season. Obviously, you start to dissect schedules and what they can be and how that can change and the strength of schedule and how that can change throughout the season, uh, leading all the way up through it, basically. So uh, it, it is going to be a, an interesting uh, concept as far as can the Southland get multiple teams in, but they certainly have the talent and the coaching staffs and the ability to be able to do so.
1: Jude Young with you on All Access, as always, on a Tuesday night. And Emmanuel Pepys, that's the other voice you hear, the voice of UNO Baseball. Uh, once again this year and looking at the privateer schedule in particular this series opening up at Kennesaw is a good one for the RPI we also see a marquee series non-conference at Texas in Austin UNO has been there on multiple occasions in the recent past under uh, Blake Dean in his eighth season now as the head coach and you've always got a strong midweek schedule clearly with local rivals who led by the trip to LSU that will stand out for all fans coming up on March 14th, plus three more games again this year in the Pelican Cup series against a Tulane team that may be under a new head coach, Jay Ullman, moving up to the top spot. If they live up to their potential and and can win in that series that would be actually good for the privateers although i know the fans aren't going to be rooting for the green wave normally (laughs) it's kind of for selfish reasons that they might
2: Uh, Absolutely, and you just went through the list of games, and uh, Coach Dean has talked about it on multiple occasions, and Jude, obviously, you know this as well, how strong the the brand of baseball is uh, throughout the the South, and especially uh, when you get on the Gulf Coast, when you can go uh, not even two hours and play a Southern Miss, or when you can go and play a South Alabama in Mobile, you can go play an LSU, you can go and play a Tulane, you know, there's just so many strong programs, and I know I'm forgetting a few here, but there's just so many around uh, that you can go to that really give you a chance uh, to get some of those uh, headline grabbers where in midweeks, kind of anything can happen because you sometimes you have guys or you have teams that maybe will pitch by committee or maybe you have teams that are kind of saving their arms for a big weekend series coming up so it really becomes a little bit more situational in another series that's going to be interesting later down the road that sandwich series because I talked about you know having an odd number of teams so somebody is going to be out of conference and when the privateers are they're going to be going up to Little Rock to take on the Trojans of course going over to the Ohio Valley uh, where I believe they were picked third or fourth going into uh, going into this season. So a team that UNO has been very familiar with in the past uh, and a team that's going to be a pretty interesting test
1: down the line here as well. Manny, talking about the privateers and what to expect this season, Blake Dean teams, they tend to be able to hit and there are three preseason second-team all-conference choices in the lineup, led by the table setter at the top of the order in his third year coming up, Caston Fur out of Ruston. He's really solidified that third-base position, and what he's able to do to create opportunities offensively getting on base and also can drive runs when the bottom of the order gets on. He's a key player like he was last year. The question is behind him, though, you have to replace two excellent bats. Amani Larry transferring to Mississippi State and a guy who has a whole bunch of UNO program records. Pierce Howard, the right fielder, having finally run out of eligibility those are two <laughs> tough bats to replace but at least you have fur as the guy at the top that you know what he's going to bring to the table and
2: nobody else in the league is is sad that Pierce Howard is, uh, <laughs> is not going to be here this year. Of course, uh, he was. it was bittersweet, of course, uh, ending his career after just giving so much to this team. And uh, you talked about Amani and what he was able to do here. He was a giant spark plug. And, uh, you know, that's, that's something that Coach Dean talks about because it's interesting. When you talk about that two-hole in the lineup, there's so many different philosophies among coaches uh, as to what kind of hitter and what kind of player they want in that two-hole. And I could tell you, and Coach Dean is going to be talking about it here uh, in the next segment, but you know, he he tends to go with guys that are a little bit more predictable as far as you know what you're going to get and being able to put the ball in play consistently enough and just being able to have that versatility. And that's what Amani brought last year, and that's what Coach Dean is obviously searching for. There are some options that are being looked at certainly, but when you talk about a table set like Kasten Furr, uh, who can give you such great at-bats. Kind of reminds me, Jude, to going back a few years of a guy who uh, kind of was in a, a, in a similar fold, a guy that just knew how to put the ball in play, a smart hitter could use all fields. Sam Capilano, it's kind of the same guy that you Furr kind of reminds me of, and just the approach that he has at the plate. Uh, he has such a level swing, and he can... Uh, really just use all fields, just expertly, and a guy that's really come into his own and uh, has really taken off even further ever since he was elevated to that leadoff spot in the, lead, in the, in the lineup about a year and a half ago.
1: Tyler Biskey back at shortstop and Isaac Williams center fielder last year. Both of those guys as second-team uh, Southland preseason picks had real strong finishes at the plate last season, so I know more is expected in 2023.
2: Certainly for Isaac, I mean a young man that made a tremendous step in his sophomore season. After a bit of a rough go of, of it in his freshman year, uh, he came back. He came back much stronger, much more confident at the plate. And not only that, he patrolled center field very well. And uh, you talk about possibility of him taking another step forward this year in his junior year, and and what that could do for this lineup. And it's interesting too. Because Coach Dean made the move uh, at some point last year to put Isaac down in a nine hole, and he really kind of caught lightning in a bottle because it was the same kind of concept that he had with Oren Veyon when Oren was here, and Oren provided some huge power down the nine hole, and he wound up being a guy who hit 315 uh, home runs as well. Isaac last year, all he go- all he does is go out and slug 702 against conference opponents, which was top three in the Southland uh, in Southland-only games. So a young man that uh, can really... Uh, Bad anywhere kind of from that, you know, five to nine hole as Coach Dean is kind of looking at, but uh, a guy that uh, wherever you put him, he's just continued to make strides. And you talk about Tyler Bischke, he was uh, very, uh, very big defensively up the middle as part of, you know, he and Amani and their ability to turn double plays that were top five in the nation in double plays turned last year. Uh, with 56, uh, but what really kind of got overlooked is bishki kind of had a quietly good year at the plate. He was batting over 300 for most of it, wound up hitting 294, uh, did wind up getting injured in that last weekend of the regular season, so that hampered his ability uh, in the conference tournament, but a young man that uh, was great defensively for this team last year as far as being able to, to turn double plays and, and really kind of make those happen and really be a, a big part of that, but his hitting kind of went under the radar as well.
1: For UNO replacing Larry and Howard, middle of the order bats that it seems after fall ball and preseason work that we can perhaps look at and expect to be those run producers that the privateers need in order to compete at the top of their league.
2: And you start with a guy like Miguel who was uh, who was gold last year in the conference tournament and he really uh, just took it to another level, and he has continued through the summer, his fall season, Coach Tina said it's one of the best fall seasons that he's ever seen somebody had, I think he had like eight home runs in the fall, Miguel did, and he really is the offensive catcher that you're going to see kind of in the middle of this lineup, and one guy, Anthony Heron Jr., he did have 46 RBI last year, had a great start to the year, kind of tapered off in the second half, defensively is very underrated, he's got great hands over there at first base, and he. He could pick the ball uh, with some of the best of them. Uh, what you'd like to see with Heron is just getting back to what he was able to do early in the season, and that was attacking early in counts. When he was attacking early in counts, uh, that's where his biggest offensive success was. So he's a guy that is certainly very capable. He's very athletic. He could drive the ball to all fields, and a guy that's going to be dependent upon uh, here to be a middle-of-the-order middle, uh, middle of the order bat as far as being able to drive some of those runs in the top half of the lineup, in.
1: Tyler LeBlanc back, and he was the Friday starter last year, the other second-team Southland selection for the privateers, a left-hander. He finished 7-1. and He struck out more than nine patters per nine. That's awfully good, so I'm sure even more is expected out of him. He can really get it up there at the plate and challenge with the fastball. Good off-speed stuff, too. A lot to like about LeBlanc, right?
2: Absolutely. You talk about the velocity from the left side and uh that's certainly something to note, but his secondary stuff became a lot more consistent and that was where the strikeout started to pile up as well. Another guy like talked about with Isaac, you know, making big strides from his freshman to his sophomore year, LeBlanc has really grown into himself and you see the confidence and you you want that obviously in a guy that you know to start the weekend give me the ball I can I can go out and really set the tone for this team you know he winds up throwing over 70 innings last year and as you mentioned the strikeouts a little bit more than a strikeout an inning seven wins a third team all southland selection and a guy that you know he's going to be looked at to to really get uh be the guy that starts this pitching staff and this team off you know on a right note weekend in and weekend out
1: Really quickly, give us an idea of what we may see from the opening rotation for the weekend at Kennesaw State with the opener, of course, as mentioned, on Friday. Caleb Saroski, that's a name that privateer fans know. He's back. But others that they're going to need as far as the bullpen. So maybe four or five names that could be the centerpieces of this pitching staff.
2: Uh, well, I mean... <laughs> It's going to be interesting to see how everything kind of shakes out. But uh, one guy that Coach Dean is looking forward to hopefully be able to put everything together is Brandon Mitchell. You know, he's a guy that can be the Saturday starter for you, and he's shown what he can do in spurts. It's just about consistency with him because he has some of the best stuff that you're going to see among any arm in uh, the Southland, it's just about being able to put it together. But you know uh, that he has that capability. As far as the bullpen is concerned, uh, Jack Williams is not going to be available here, at least for the early part of the season. But he's a guy that you know once they uh, once the privateers get back, he's a guy that they really look to in some of those situational appearances out of the pen. If you had guys on base, he was a guy that was looked to the most uh, to be able to get you know teams out of jam or uh, the team out of jams. Caleb soroski you know, he has been the closer for the better part of the last two years but he is a guy that can lengthen out a little bit as well and Bo Blanchard another guy that has really uh put on some muscle you know he's he's worked on being able to kind of stretch out a little bit can he be a guy that can go a little bit deeper and can he be a guy that maybe is uh is a As a role as kind of that tweener, maybe he could be a Sunday starter, but he's going to be a valuable piece in his bullpen as well. There are certainly several others that you're going to look at as well, including some newcomers uh, that Coach Dean is looking at to be a part of this uh, part of this rotation. So it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. A lot of it is up in the air uh, right now, and I can tell you that Coach Dean doesn't even have a weekend rotation beyond Friday uh, nailed down just yet here for Kennesaw State. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how everything shakes out here. But there are some options to go to and that's kind of been the theme of this team is there are numbers and there are options in a lot of different positions and that includes the pitching staff as well
1: he is Emmanuel Pepys and you'll hear him at least for 26 regular season games and maybe more coming up as the voice of UNO Privateers Baseball and we will have all postseason games on 106.1 as well every other game you can listen on UNOPrivateers.com And you can watch all of UNO's home games and most of their games on the road. On ESPN Plus, all UNO home baseball games available on ESPN Plus again this year. Manny, I want to thank you, one, for taking the time tonight to preview the season and obviously wish you a safe trip over to Georgia. First pitch, 3 o'clock on Friday, UNO and uh, Kennesaw State. And also, I want to thank you for what we're going to have in our next segment as you took some time to catch up with head coach Blake Dean today to go even more in-depth about this year's privateers. We appreciate all of that.
2: Absolutely. It's always a pleasure and any time. And, of course, safe travels to you as uh, you go over to uh, Commerce and then, of course, to Northwestern State uh, with the basketball teams this week and uh, wishing, of course, uh, the basketball teams all the best. And it's going to be an exciting time here Friday. Going to have a lot of layers on when we start the season at Kennesaw State.
1: That's right. Stay <laughs> warm, my friend. He is Manny Pepis, He will be on these airwaves on Friday. But you're going to hear a little bit more from him coming up here on All Access after this timeout because he did sit down with Blake Dean over at Maystry Field to talk about the 2023 Privateers and the season ahead. Yes, college baseball season is here and this is the home of UNO baseball again this calendar year 2023. Manny with Blake coming up in a moment on 106.1 FM. <laughs>
0: New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at nashfm1061.com. Country for life, 1061, Nash Icon.
3: What you've heard about probiotics is probably wrong. I eat yogurt, so I don't need to take a probiotic. Uh, Probiotics? They don't really work. Uh, It's time to learn the truth about probiotics and join the Align Healthy Gut Team-Up. Align has probiotics to naturally help relieve occasional bloating, gas, and abdominal discomfort. Try Align Probiotics for a month and see how great a healthy gut can feel. Get $2 off your first month of Align at alignprobiotics.com. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year, which means... Wait, 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 hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back?
4: Yeah, that's what the script says.
3: So, if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back.
4: Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first-year cash back match, only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs.
5: It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee. Of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles, and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked
6: me what I'm doing, and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy.
4: Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home at auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers.
3: My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home.
0: Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 743 8080. That's 1 800 743 8080. Or go to Selectquote.com 1 800 743 8080. That's 1 800 743 8080. Select Quote. We shop you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials.
6: When you can't stop, (coughs) there's Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub sends powerful medicated Vicks Vapors right to the source of your... (coughs) So you can experience cough relief and breathe easier. Generations of families have trusted Vicks VapoRub to help relieve the worst cold symptoms. So next time you have a cough, reach for the Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub. Cough relieving is believing.
2: This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Right now, during Staples Sitathon, select chairs are up to 50% off, like the Union and Scale Essentials Mesh Back Task Chair, now just $89.99 at Staples. Insta-only
7: offerings $218 while supplies last. Staples, the working and learning and savings store. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The New Orleans Pelicans led from start to finish, but had to survive a scare in a 103-100 victory at Oklahoma City Monday night, playing without Zion Williams and CJ McC- column Dyson Daniels, the Pelicans turned to Brandon Ingram to deliver, and he did with 34 points. In his Pelicans debut, Josh Richardson good, 10 points, 5 steals. The Thunder missed a potential game-time free-pointer. His time expired. Now 30-28, and 28, the Pelicans play the Lakers Wednesday night in Los Angeles in the final game before the All-Star break. Men's college basketball Xavier beat Louisiana Christian 73-63 in the women's game Xavier over Louisiana Christian 73-70 in overtime. Alabama, the new number one team in men's basketball for the first time ever. Houston ranked second. Football News Tulane names Dan Rouchard's offensive line coach, Rouchard formerly a 10-year assistant with the New Orleans Saints, and Super Bowl 57, the third most-watched television show in history, with an estimated 113 million people watching the big game. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan.
0: Now's the time. What's on your mind? We'd love your take by calling Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 106.1 NASH Icon and at NASHFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061.
2: And we're back here on NASH Icon 106.1 FM and joined by Privateer's Head Coach Blake Dean and Coach New season awaits here on Friday. Big challenge to start off at Kennesaw State, but obviously just opening day, there's nothing like it, isn't it?
5: Yeah, you know, it's, you, you look forward to this day all year, right? These guys have worked hard. Uh, they've put in a lot of time and effort. You know, obviously we're opening up on the road for my first time, you know, start the season since I've been here. Uh, like you said, we got a challenge. Uh, it's it's an exciting time, ready to get going. And, of course, we've had great weather, and it looks like every other opening day will be freezing. So the one negative. But other than that, we're ready to go. <laughs> Uh, of course,
2: we talk about the elements, and sometimes you have to deal with them. And of course, we've, we've been uh, accustomed to that here at Maestrie Field, especially with the wind factor. But uh, we, we've talked about this non-conference schedule in the past, and it's a very interesting one because it's some challenges, especially on the road. When you talk about uh, building up to conference and having to play a Kennesaw State, uh, who was a very solid team in the Atlantic Sun last year, of course having to go on the road to a Texas, uh, you have a sandwich series with Little Rock in there in the middle of conference. So uh,
5: it's, it's going to be an interesting schedule, especially with some of those road series. Yeah, I'd, I would probably say from an RPI standpoint and strength of schedule, this is probably our most difficult one. Um, you know, typically I like to have at least 30 home games. We're you know we're short of that this year with a lot of conference realignment coming in and out. It kind of set us back a little bit scheduling wise, and things change a lot. So uh, you kind of take what you can get, and uh, you know, again, not matter how hard you make your schedule, you got to play games and find ways to win them. So. Tough challenges for sure on the road, but, again, we can't make excuses. we got to find a way to get it done. Talk about the Southland kind of as a whole. Obviously, what you
2: guys have built here uh, in year seven now going on eight years at UNO, uh, we've seen what Southeastern has been able to build and sustain. McNeese as well, the run that they've had, Northwestern State. But we can go on and on throughout this league as far as teams who – and there are some teams who are trying to re, kind of rebuild
5: themselves back up. But just kind of talk about your evaluation of this conference as a whole and what it looks like conference is tough it's very tough you know Week in and week out it is tough you know lamar just hopped back in you know adding another tough opponent to the list i, you know, I tell people all the time the southland is so undervalued it's a very blue collar conference to where again we, you know you could beat any team at power five we go and you know, take two or three from Oklahoma last year on the road, and that plan for the national championship. Look up all the time. I think uh, Southeastern probably. I think they beat Ole Miss last year at their place. I mean, again, who ends up winning it? Or maybe I was two years ago. I can't. I don't. My, got my dates mixed up. But again, it's a tough league year in and year out. You know, I think Corpus went and took two from Nebraska at one point. So. You look at it over and over and over, the conference is so very, very difficult. To, you know, you got to be consistent to win. Uh, and So every year, these, these teams put together great programs. They work hard, and, they, and they're tough to beat. Uh, one of the challenges going into this year
2: is, of course, having to replace a guy like Pierce Howard, who, who meant so much to this program. And, of course, Imani Larry winds up transferring to Mississippi State. Two big pieces that you had to replace in your lineup. But uh, we've talked about it and kind of to build up to this season where uh, there's some numbers here, and there's some numbers at different positions, including... Uh, in the outfield, which uh, last year you kind of had to piece some things together, but at least there's some options at at a lot of positions this year.
5: We do. We have we have some depth. You know, almost, almost to the point to where it's a little confusing. So it tell you know. Sometimes it's easier to not have the depth, and you know what you got, and you, you make it work. Other times, you have a little bit of depth, and that's where you really got to work through pieces and see who fits where, what's the right moves, right time to put certain guys in. Uh, and, and typically, at some point in time, these guys are going to work it out. There, you know, it'll be obvious who belongs where and what we should go with. And uh, you know, those will be the guys. Hopefully, by the time we get to conference, that we're ready to go and have a set lineup. Because uh, no one likes a on lineup, you know, it, sometimes it creates, it creates competition, but at the same time it can create, you know, a little discomfort with the guys of not being comfortable, not knowing when they're coming in and out of games, not, you know, feeling a little bit too much pressure to succeed. So, uh, finding the right combinations would be important for us, but again, it's always nice uh, to go on something knowing you do have some options in case injuries and other things occur. And
2: speaking of finding the right combination, it doesn't hurt to have your table setter back and your leadoff hitter back, and that's Kasten Fur. And what he's meant to this team, had 117 runs scored in 120 career games here. He was second in the conference in runs scored last year, already a two-time all-conference selection. And ever since he's gotten into that leadoff spot about a season and a half ago, he's really took off in that role.
5: He is. He's a great player, man. He's a great player. He's an even better human being. He works hard uh, you know, and never have any problems with him. You know, I tell people all the time, if I could clone 35 of him, you know, we'd be in good shape, make my life a lot easier. So again, a guy that is older now, a reliable guy, again, I don't have to worry about his effort, right? I know he cares. I know it means something to him. He's got a little bit of self pride to go out there to be successful. Uh, so again, hopefully a guy that, uh, when he goes, our whole lineup typically goes, when he's kind of in one of them ruts, You kind of see our lineup falter a little bit. So hopefully he has another great year, uh, goes out there and plays the way he's very capable of playing and leads this team in that leadoff spot throughout the course of the season. Of course, we we talk about that that two hole in the lineup,
2: which is such an important lineup. And they, you find different coaches kind of have different philosophies. Of course, you had Amani there last year, so that was kind of just an extension of Kasten and a great extension at that, as far as getting some guys ahead of the middle of the order. But uh, just kind of talk about what your usual philosophy is with that two hole, and some of the guys maybe you're looking at to fill that spot this year.
5: Well, you know, the, the, the great thing is, you know, I, I value different spots lineup, you know, differently than some other coaches. Is you know, for me, my nine hole has typically been one of our, you know, better positions where I put an, a guy in there that kind of turns over the top of the order that had success. Uh, and so that two hole last year with Imani, not only did it have on base, you know, guys who getting on base, typically you want a versatile guy that could potentially bunt if you need it if the leadoff guy gets on, potential hit and run. Uh, but in Imani's case, he, he hit for power, he hit for extra base hits, drove in a lot of runs. Uh, so we've got some guys there, you know, that we're looking for. Typically, I like it to be a spot that uh, obviously doesn't strike out a lot, uh, I they're a little more predictable, meaning I know what they're going to do. I know the result. Um, it's a little bit easier to coach when you you, know, you don't have to worry about a lot of swing and miss and strikeouts and things of that nature. So, kind of a spot to where we're looking at a couple guys. Uh, Mitch Sanford, it uh, was LSU UTA kickback, uh, guy that we think has a chance to you know be special. If you know he's had some medical issues in the past, hopefully he stays healthy. Uh, got a West Virginia transfer, Nate, uh, Nathan Blazek, who I think again. It's a guy that he has a little bit of pop, he's a left both of those guys are lefty sticks, so add a little you know, a little diversity to the portfolio there. And again, I feel comfortable with a lot of our guys, but those are probably two guys that we'll look at early to kinda of move in there with Again, similar Amani-type stuff. Obviously, his numbers are going to be hard to replicate, but they do pose the power. Uh, they do pose the athleticism. They do pose you know, the opportunity to get on base. You mentioned about the nine-hole. Of course, Isaac
2: Williams, uh, who took a big step forward in his sophomore season, was a guy that really uh, just looked so comfortable down there, and he was a guy who was such a threat. You've you referenced uh, several times about how you kind of caught lightning in a bottle with him being an Oren Bayon type uh, that you had a few years ago, and just another young man who made a tremendous step forward. Forward last year and looks
5: poised with everything that he's been doing in the offseason to make another step forward this year yeah you hope so you know you know you hope he's you know year three form you hope he's settled confident believes in himself plays balls hard right so you hope that he can work through the tough times and you know succeed when it's going well and really you know be a threat force at the plate and also play a you know a very uh tidied up center field so you hope he has a big year we're going to need him to have a big year uh you know i think he's, he's old enough now to where he's got to expect that from himself there's not a little pressure there's a little spotlight you got to be able to go out there and produce and again for us to be successful you know he's gonna to have to hit in the middle of the order this year somewhere in that three through hopefully you know five six spot he's got to produce for us and uh you know hopefully give the nine hole to another person that you know hopefully finds that you say lightning in a bottle so we're looking for that adam and hopefully he does it he has a good year for us It'd be remiss obviously
2: we just Shifting over to the pitchers, and uh, every coach will tell you, look, it's it's obviously going to come down to pitching, uh, to determine the success of a team, a year in and year out, and uh, to start out a weekend. Of course, uh, you had Tyler LeBlanc in that role as the Friday Night guy last year. A young man that made some strides
5: last uh, last year uh, in his sophomore season, in his first full year as a starter. Yeah, I think Tyler's done a great job. You know, he's really come a long way from his freshman year to where he is now his ability to be more consistent, the velocity is obviously increased, the ability to uh, have you know better secondary pitches to where he can be successful with. Uh, he's a guy that you know, I feel very confident going out on Friday. He always gives you an opportunity to win. He's going to compete. Uh, he's going to go out there and give you what he's got. Uh, and, again, like I said, it, that's what you kind of want on a Friday night, just a guy to set the tone for the weekend. You know, it's their best guy, typically it's our best guy. Uh, it gives us a chance to win every weekend. Meanwhile, the rest of the weekend, just kind of talk about how you see it right now. Of course,
2: uh, you have Brandon Mitchell, who's uh, showed what he can be in spurts. Uh, you had Colin Horton, who had some very good moments last year, uh, just kind of struggled a little bit with command. And uh, you brought in a couple of a uh, couple of other guys who you're expecting to maybe uh, potentially fill some of those roles on the weekend and some of those longer roles as well.
5: Yeah, you know, it's, a, you know, the Kennesaw's already asking for our starting rotation. We don't have it to send to him yet. You know, uh, it's a big question mark. Uh, you know, what we're going to do, obviously, I think Mitchell has the experience. He has the know-how. He has the talent and the capability to go in there and be the Saturday guy. Uh, that's what I need from him. That's what I expect from him. Uh, you know, then the Sunday roll, you know, again, what happens, you know, and I don't know that we're going to start Mitchell on Saturday, uh, but you got Bo Blanchard, you got Colton Mercer, Jose Cabrera Jr. You, know, you have Horton, you know, you have options uh, of potential guys that can throw for you. We're just trying to find the right combination at the right time, uh, you know, and then if we don't start these guys, who do we move to the pen, who closes the games for us, where do we, you know, and it's going to take a few games, it's going to take a little while figuring things out, uh, you know, one piece we are missing, Jack Williams won't be with us for a little while now until uh, we kind of get him going again, which was a big bullpen piece for us last year. So. Yeah, somebody's got to step up. You know, again, we'll find the right combination. Hopefully, by the start of conference.
2: And final question, of course, just kind of shifting over to the pen. Uh, you have Caleb Sarosky, who's been in that closers' role. Uh, of course, he has experience there. Todd Gote has had uh, experience in, in late inning roles. So, uh, like we've talked about in, in several different spots, you have some options there. It's just kind of
5: uh, figuring out where the pieces uh, kind of fall into line, isn't it? Yeah. Again, you know, that's an important role. You know, I talk. I always bring up Reeves Martin from a few years back. I mean, he was unbelievable unbelievable so you know one of some many many ball games and you know it's to, to have a successful season you've got to win those uh, one run games you have to you can't give those games away and then other games you can't give you know be up three four runs in the ninth and lose them you know so it's a very very pivotal role you know like you said Swarovski's had some success there for us I don't know that we'll put him in that role this year uh, I think you know he may be more of a middle inning relief guy you know, LeBlanc comes out in the fifth. He gets us to the seventh, something like that. He can throw multiple times on a weekend, too. Uh, so a lot of value there. So we're, we're, again, still trying to work through that role. We have a few things in play that, you know, we may try out. Uh, but just, again, we've got to kind of see how the season goes and where it takes us these first couple weeks and figure out who belongs where. Christine, I'm looking forward to get it going on Friday here at Kennesaw State. Thank you very much for the time. Thanks, man.
2: Judy, Young will be back with you on the other side of this break here on NASH.com
3: 106.1 FM. Hey, drop what you're doing and clear your schedules. I heard Kohl's added thousands of new markdowns to clearance. And when I went, I saved up to 70% on so much cool stuff like cute home essentials, jeans for my whole fam, a cozy sweater for myself, a pair of boots for my husband and more. So, yeah, don't miss out. Get to Kohl's and thank me later. Select Styles, up to 70% offer ends February 20th. See store or Kohl's.com for details. My brother in law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10 year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called Select Quote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year.
0: Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 743 8080. That's 1 800 743 8080. Or go to Selectquote.com 1 800 743 8080. That's 1 800 743 8080. Select Quote. We shop you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana High School State Championships, the Sugar Bowl's support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to allstatesugarbowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper.
3: This report is sponsored by Macy's. Join Macy's in support of UNCF now through February 28th. Give online today, or round up your store purchase amount and donate your extra change up to 99 cents to UNCF. Learn more at Macy's.com/purpose.
7: This is Josh Danzig with Where Yet Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. Kick off your Mardi Gras weekend in style by heading to the Metro for Zulu 29 with Dead Mouse on Saturday night and slander on Monday night. And don't forget their Bacchus Bash on Sunday. Or if you're a fan of the ponies, head to the fairgrounds race course and slots on Saturday for Louisiana Derby preview day leading up to the Louisiana Derby on March 25th. For more ideas on things to do this weekend, visit us at whereyat.com and click on our community calendar for live music, parties, and much more
6: cumulus new orleans incredible service and excellent results new orleans is always number one with cumulus radio and digital
0: this is where you get all access not just to focus on one or two topics all sports are on the table with your calls at all times join us now by calling 260-1061 Now back to Jude Young on 106.1 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com.
1: You can argue that a team that has as many injuries as the Pelicans can really use this eight game or eight days off during the All-Star break after they play at the Lakers tomorrow night. That's certainly true, and we'll get into that in a moment. But once again, want to thank Emmanuel Pepis, the voice of Privateers Baseball, for joining us, as well as sitting down for an extended look at this year's UNO team with head coach Blake Dean. Once again, Privateers open their season here on 106.1 FM on Friday afternoon, 2.45, pregame show, 3 o'clock first pitch, At Kennesaw State. As for the Pels. We get to see Josh Richardson last night. For the first time. And just making that change. As far as having another long perimeter defender. That can contribute. When you didn't have Dyson Daniels available. And the minutes were there for Richardson. Beyond that at the guard spot. Because CJ McCollum sat out with an ankle issue. You get thirty-four minutes out of Richardson, the former Spur. So he scored ten points. That's fine. He didn't hit a three and four tries. Eh, you'd like more floor spacing, but that's always been a problem for this team. But five steals and two block shots. He was part of a great defensive effort when you look at being on the road against a team like Oklahoma City that's fourth in the NBA in scoring per game. You've got defenders like Richardson now, along with Daniels, Herb Jones, that can really help you. Jose Alvarado is a pesky point guard, particularly somebody on the defensive end who can come up with plays with his quickness and his sneakiness. Even Trey Murphy with his length continues to develop on the defensive end. For a team that has its big three missing so many games. We saw a formula last night that can help them win a few more, knowing Zion Williamson won't be back for at least, at least, at least, a couple more weeks. McCollum maybe doesn't play tomorrow night and comes back fully healthy after the break, but Brandon Ingram was there, and he's back in a groove, 34 points, and you needed it. 103-100 to 100 was the final. The Pelicans never trailed. But they're able to grind out a win and hold on away from home. They had lost six straight away from home. So Willie Green, as a head coach who's dealing with these challenges, well, he's got a formula that he can work on. When everybody's available, this Pelicans team can try to outscore anyone in the NBA. When you're missing one and at this point, right now, very moment, two of the big three of Williamson, Ingram, McCollum, Be good if you can find a little something more. The ability to match up with your depth, adding Richardson, and that not only means exploiting weaknesses of other teams defensively, but can you grind out a game like they did last night? Can they do that a few more times? So that's what made the win over the Thunder very encouraging. Fans would feel really good going into the break if New Orleans can be... Let's face it, the Lakers are the closest thing to an arch rival that the Pelicans have because they haven't been a regular contender in recent years. And the whole Anthony Davis saga before, during, and after those trade talks. And the fact that because of the assets that New Orleans still holds from that trade, you want to see the Lakers lose every game possible. Especially the ones when you're facing them. That game will happen tomorrow night. At 9 o'clock, meanwhile, as expected, the Raiders released Derek Carr today, making him a free agent. They were not going to allow over $40 million in guarantees to kick in tomorrow as his contract had stipulated. Carr realized that, said this weekend that he would enact his no-trade clause no matter what, and seeing that he was going to be better off Negotiating a new deal with somebody else that was interesting that I saw some odds came out and we don't know where These odds makers come up with their information sometimes but it was intriguing to me that you saw Tampa and the the Jets and those odds maybe The better betters pick not that it makes it the right pick mind you uh, over the Saints, although the Saints were in the top three in a couple of different lists of odds that particular sports book operations put out there. I still think when it's all said and done that Carr would be probably best served coming here as a team that's trying to win now definitively isn't as on the downslide as it looks like the Bucks are. Carolina, I'll say it again like we said on last night's edition of All Access, I would guess that they're thinking more along the lines of the younger quarterback, but it is also of note because you have to have your options open until you have your man, the Saints, at least one national insider, Albert Breer, saying could. He didn't say anything beyond that word. Could means maybe, means speculation, not true Definitive inside sources. The Saints could have an interest in Baker Mayfield, who helped his stock a little bit with the way he played after leaving Carolina, where it didn't go well. He was pretty good with a Rams team that was sinking, and he made them more than a little competitive. You might remember his comeback drive at the end of a Thursday night game to beat Derek Carr and the Raiders. One of those moments, 17-16 win, where... That helped put Carr out the door, ironically enough. And then on Christmas, the blowout of the Broncos that got their head coach fired as Baker Mayfield helped L.A. put up 51 points, shocking everybody. There were some good moments there, playing for a good offensive coach in Sean McVeigh that surprised people. And think about it. Cooper Cup at that point was injured. They had established a running game, at least, with Cam Akers. But that wasn't an offense expected to have much success at all, and Mayfield got them going. So never discount anybody as a veteran in the league who hasn't had success in other places, but you know he has a certain level of talent. It takes the right opportunity sometimes. I wouldn't have guessed that Andy Dalton, even though he's not the answer, would would have played as well as he did. That's not well enough to have you as a team with a winning record and get you into the postseason, but well enough to compete. Could be a guy like Mayfield, has a better value, taking him for a test drive that the Saints could be better off with if they have him instead of Carr when the carousel at quarterback is all said and done. Who knows what's going to happen? You got Jimmy Garoppolo out there set to be a free agent as well. Who's to say that Lamar Jackson, with his contract negotiations with Baltimore, that he doesn't wind up being on the market? Now, that's a major trade that somebody would have to make to get their hands on his rights. But if he is available, you think the Saints won't be involved if they don't have Carr or somebody else in place by then? You can count on the Saints being involved. And any quarterback that has any sort of top-10 potential, much less a guy like Lamar Jackson when he's healthy, and that is a big enough if to make it a concern if you talk about a major investment in a trade, but still plenty enough talent to be an MVP candidate. And you can take that part of the offense that you already have lined up for Taysom Hill and expand that sucker to take advantage of the mobility of Jackson. Question about him at this point in his career because of already injuries cutting short his past two seasons Can he stay healthy? Baltimore's trying to make that decision before putting up the big bucks for him. That's why they're significantly apart, reportedly, in contract negotiations and why a team like the Saints would have to bite down hard, really roll the dice on the talent with those other concerns if they went that route. Do I think it gets that far? Probably not. Whether Baltimore winds up trading Jackson or not, feels like something like Carter New Orleans like, I keep having this feeling that that's what's going to wind up happening here. I think the Saints showing that interest, the only team willing to trade for him to the point that the Raiders would give permission for Carr to visit before they released him. I think that's a pretty good leg up. That could disappear as Carr potentially makes other visits, but he has to think, well, right out of the gates, the Saints are the team that want me most. and if it's anything close. He knows he's coming to a bad division and a team built to win it. I think he'll wind up going from silver and black to black and gold. Still do. But nothing is official until he signs on the dotted line, and that won't happen right away. At least until I would think after Mardi Gras, right? He's got to go visit some other organizations. 504-260-1061 504 260 is the number. One more short segment remaining here on All Access. We'll take a look at the CrescentCitySports.com headlines as we always do before signing off here on 106.1 FM.
6: When you can't stop, (coughs) there's Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub sends powerful medicated Vicks Vapors right to the source of your... (coughs) So you can experience cough relief and breathe easier. Generations of families have trusted Vicks VapoRub to help relieve the worst cold symptoms. So next time you have a cough, reach for the Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub. Cough relieving is believing.
2: If you're injured in a car crash, never settle for less than you deserve from the insurance company, and don't settle for just any law firm. Demand Dudley deboger
0: It's always our goal to get you the maximum compensation you deserve, and with our no-fee guarantee, you pay us nothing. No fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. Call now, and we'll review your case for free. That's the Dudley deboger difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad
4: Dudley, New Orleans. LA-2213579.
6: Moments like hearing my cat purr good morning mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take iBrandt's Palbociclib. Ibrand's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrands and visit iBrandt's.com ibrants may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections ibrants may cause severe inflammation of the lungs both of these can lead to death tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms including trouble breathing shortness of breath cough or chest pain before taking ibrants tell your doctor if you have fever chills or other signs of infection liver or kidney problems are or plan to become pregnant or are breastfeeding Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite.
3: What you've heard about probiotics is probably wrong. I eat yogurt, so I don't need to take a probiotic. Uh, Probiotics? They don't really work. Uh, It's time to learn the truth about probiotics and join the Align Healthy Gut Team-Up. Align has probiotics to naturally help relieve occasional bloating, gas, and abdominal discomfort. Try Align Probiotics for a month and see how great a healthy gut can feel. Get $2 off your first month of Align at alignprobiotics.com. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year, which means... Wait, 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 hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back?
4: Yeah, that's what the script says.
3: So, if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back.
4: Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first-year cash back match, only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs.
5: It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee. Of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles, and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with
6: me, like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing, and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy.
4: Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers.
0: Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on all access with Jude Young on 1061-FM NASH ICON at NASHFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061.
1: No, Ken Trahan didn't bail out early for Mardi Gras. Party animal, that he is. He'll be back with you for Hall access for the first time this week, tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. And I'll be with you again for UNO Basketball at Commerce Texas. The privateers taking on the Lions of Texas A&M. Commerce 7.45 pregame on Thursday, tip-off just after 8 p.m. Again, that's Thursday night. Speaking of Ken, he did a recap looking at the Josh Richardson impact that we discussed in the last segment and how he made such a good first impression for the Pelicans and how they set up with one game to go before the All-Star break. We've got features on Tulane draft prospects, Thatcher Hurd, one of those very talented LSU transfer pitchers to watch a replay of the high school bowling crossover between the best programs in New Orleans and Baton Rouge, sort of a preview of the state playoffs. And girls' basketball brackets with local teams, how things set up for them, also hot off the presses today, all available on CrescentCitySports.com. Once more, thanks to Manny Pepas and UNO head coach Blake Dean joining us to preview privateers baseball season three o'clock first pitch with 245 pregame on friday so no eric asher show on friday uno baseball the season begins at kennesaw state tune in to the first of many privateers baseball games on the home of uno